This is the PGA of Canada Professional Development Podcast Series. Industry leaders, PGA professionals discussing technology, fitness, planning your business, building your career. These talks, these ideas, developed for you to live a better life and earn a better living. folks and welcome to the PGA of Canada podcast. My name is Jason Logan. I'm the editor of Score Golf and guest hosting this episode and I'm joined by Dean Jackson, director of golf and general manager at Revelstoke Golf Club in beautiful British Columbia. Dean, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Jason. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. We got uh, some decent weather here in Toronto. I don't know what it's like there. If you're if you're skiing still, maybe a little bit. We are. We are. March. Yeah, we're uh, zero zero in the valley today. Blue skies. It'd be a bluebird up top. I might hit uh, a few runs later on this afternoon. Maybe just after this podcast, uh, because it's uh, going to be a beautiful day up there. I think it's going to set for a high of eleven down in the valley today. So it'll be be a warm one up there. That's fantastic. All right, so we've got you on to talk about something really cool you're doing at the club with regards to juniors. Um, But for those who don't know you who are listening, let's touch on your background just a little bit. Uh, So a southwestern Ontario guy, product of Bright's Grove uh, on the shores of Lake Huron. So the obvious question to me is, in the pantheon of golfers to come out of Bright's Grove, Ontario, where does Dean Jackson rank? (laughs) <laughs> well I mean very low on that totem pole for sure that's uh you know I took the club club uh pro route as opposed to the tour route that's for sure um Mike's a few years older than than myself uh you know we were I spent you know half my my childhood in Bright's Grove till we were about 12 13 and then had to move to into Sarnia where I was actually born to uh, to play a little higher level of hockey because hockey was kind of number one priority. But uh, grew up at the Sarnia Golf and Curling Club. Um, lots of ties and history there. Uh, my brother's actually on the board of directors uh, there. So we both started off in the back shop, you know, when we were 12 years old there, working for uh, Peter Boyce and then Steve Bennett. Um, so a couple great mentors uh, to name right off the bat there. So. Uh, and you know, after high school, um, went to Toronto, went to school, kind of hung out in the GTA for probably about, you know, 10, 10, 12 years, I guess, at a few various courses, then found my way out West in, in 20, 2007 for my, uh, first director of golf or head pro job at uh, Furry Creek Golf Club. And then hung out for the Olympics to 2010, which was pretty awesome moved back to Ontario for two years and then started making my way out West. And, and, uh, you know, 2015 ended up in Revelstoke and I've been here ever since. Okay. So one question I have to ask you in van, you're in the lower mainland for the Olympics in 2010. Where are you when Sidney Crosby scores the golden goal? We were uh, at a house party, actually at my house, uh, a few deep and, uh, you know, bunch of food, bunch of friends and, uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. I actually got a call from a good friend of mine who actually had a had a, a, a somebody no show on the ticket, but uh, the price tag was a little steep for uh, 
for a young uh, head pro in the in the industry living in Vancouver. So I, I unfortunately turned it down, but you know what? Had a great time at the uh, at the house party I was at, and and uh, you know I'll never forget it. That's awesome. Okay, so before we get into what you've done with the junior program at the club, just tell us a little bit um, for those of us who haven't been fortunate enough to visit. Tell us a little bit about Revelstoke, the town itself, and then the golf course, which looks to be to me, just kind of looking at it on the website and some photos, I mean, just wedged into this really cool parcel of land, sort of at, you know, an elbow in the Columbia River there. So tell us about the town of Revelstoke and also the golf course itself. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful town and, and, and you know, even better community. Um, I think we're at about between eight and 10,000 people. There's a little, uh, little discretion between the uh the telus and then the, the census on the on the population uh base but uh fantastic ski hill opened in 2008 and um it is famous for um steep and deep they average over 30 feet of uh snowfall a year uh, up in the mountains, which is incredible. And even last winter, I think we had about 13 or 14 feet down on the, the valley. So it felt like I snowblowed every day. Um, yeah, you don't shovel here. You actually have to have a snowblower. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> the, the, uh, you know, the mountain biking scene is absolutely incredible. Um, the trails just keep getting better and better. Um, though, you know, we have beautiful Lake Revelstoke just above the dam unbelievable camping you know anything that you know you want to play in the mountains we have here which we're very very lucky it's a quite a desired uh little place to come hang out yeah so you show up at, at revelstoke golf club in 2015 and um dean's drinking from his pj of canada logoed water bottle for <laughs> just a nice little branding there um mm-hmm. You show up at the golf club and you start looking around and you're not seeing a lot of kids uh, at all coming out. I think, I think when you and I chatted informally, um, it was fewer than 20 and half of them might have worked at the golf club. So just give us the, the scene when you show up and you start wondering where all the kids are. Right. So, yeah, 2015, 2015, I arrived here and, and you know, it wasn't my first time being a head pro. And, and, uh, but what I learned from my, my first time being a head pro was, you know, the first year that you arrive at a new facility, you, you really, you have to be hesitant on trying to change the world is what I call it, or change the culture, change anything. You, my advice to anybody young would be to sit back, kind of observe for a season. Uh, then you make your recommendations and start implementing your changes. So 2015 uh, was more of an observation year. 2016 uh, halfway through the season, maybe a quarter of the way through the season, I noticed, you know, as you said, we, we chatted briefly. I mean, I had, I did a quick, uh, uh, search on the, the, uh, the POS system to find out how many junior members we actually had. And, uh, it was 16 and, you know, the revenue wasn't, you know, significant by any means. Um, don't get me wrong. Every, all revenue is significant, but it was pretty minor on the larger scale of things. Um, so, you know, I I felt that that was an issue and out of those 16 juniors, you know, half of them, their parents paid, half of them were staff. 
even the hardly any of them were playing out of that 16. So, um, you know, we were involved with the high school uh, golf team as well. There's one high school here in town. And, you know, the kids were all seniors. Uh, there was no kind of up-and-comers, no, no interest, and, and that really concerned me. So I came up with an idea, um, and I was very hesitant on approaching our, uh, our board about it, um, was to introduce a community junior program where all kids in Revelstoke, under the age of 18, so if you were attending high school, you got a free membership um you know this is pre-covid so we're pretty quiet we're not a major golfing community so i mean we had the room for it um and so i i approached the board i i thought two things going into it i thought well they're gonna think dean's crazy and i'm gonna get fired or they're going to embrace it and fortunately i'm still sitting here chatting with you jason so <laughs> Uh, they embraced it, and so did the community. So we we went from 16 paid junior members in 2016 to 117 junior members uh, in 2017. And we are maintaining that number still today, which is awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So let me backtrack a little bit. So you yeah. said something that was really interesting. Um, you know, you show up and you see that there's 16 members. They're not really playing. Um, those that are, are, you know, older members. And you mentioned how concerned you were about that. So why were you so concerned about so few juniors in the town playing golf? Well, I mean, <laughs> we, as, as, you know, as a PGA member for, you know, over 25 years, we, we have to, uh, be, you know, diligent in, in trying to grow this game, right? So you always hear the terms grow the game, grow the game. A lot of guys use it as a tagline, uh, photo ops, that kind of thing. But you really, truly have to dig in and do it. Um, and, you know, a lot of clubs do. A lot of clubs have the resources. A lot of clubs, you know, have the population. Um, what the, the issue I saw here in Revelstoke was, and not that the junior memberships were um, – high in price anyway you know they were the the regular 250 300 a season kind of thing um but i think that was just enough to um put it over the reach of the parents and we didn't want that to be a factor um and as we grew it the first year we did it with zero funding um, I think when you and I spoke, you asked about sponsors and, and if anybody, you know, we've been approached by quite a few, uh, sponsors along the way. Uh, I'm, you know, fortunately we have, um, we're a not-for-profit golf course, so we can tap into federal and provincial grants. And there's quite a few for kids in sport, uh, that we were able to, um, you know, tap into in our second and third years moving forward. So, as we've grown it, uh, we've included uh, free uh, clinics and lessons for the kids on Sunday afternoons, and and that's with myself and uh, my assistant Chance, as well as uh, we. If the crowd, well, pre-COVID, if the the groups were a little larger, we'd have volunteers and 
typically some of the young guys that did go through the junior program back, you know, in the early, you know, say 20, 2009, 2010 kind of thing uh, before it kind of fizzled away. The, um, so with that funding, we're able to purchase, uh, you know, training aids, equipment. Uh, so to be honest, the, the kids literally don't need anything when they show up at our door. Um, they need a water bottle. If they don't have one, we'll get one for them. But uh, they get their clubs. They get, you know, their instruction. Range balls are free. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a really incredible to see. And then what we've created here at the club is, is just, as the sign says on the door, we welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, that old crusty boys club that used to, you know, have that feeling in the community. Uh, we now have parents coming out. We now have, you know, people are involved and, and it's uh, the community has really embraced the golf club as, and vice versa. So it's uh, it's really helped the name of golf or the sport of golf in this community for sure. Was that part of your sales pitch team when you went to the board in the first place or, or I'm just curious you know, because you, you had said how you were either going to get fired or, or they were going to embrace it. And obviously they chose the latter, but did you have to sell it hard? Did you have a long-term business plan figured out when you went and approached them or, or how did you sell it to them to get that approval? Well, to be honest with you, it was just an idea. Uh, I, I, I didn't see, like I had an idea that we could maybe work on the community relations for sure. But did I see it exploding over 600% increase in membership? Absolutely not. I thought we might get, you know, 30, 40 kids kind of thing. So it completely exceeded my expectations as well. Um, Did I have a a plan or a budget or anything? Absolutely. No, I sure didn't. I mean, it was literally an idea. I presented it uh, very um, (laughs) hesitantly for sure. Um, and yeah, it just, it just took off. So, and then we've kind of created everything, um, you know, since kind of thing. Right. So, uh, you know, no, just to, when, just a, uh, short answer for your question is no, there was no, not much preparation at the start. It was literally an idea I had, I presented it, got a, got a yes and we went with it. So. I, I know Revelstoke is a smaller town, so word of mouth of this sort of thing spreads pretty quickly, but how did you get the word out and advertise that kids could come and, and be free members at the local golf course? Well, you know, the the nice thing is, is like you said, I mean, it is a small community, so it's not tough to reach uh, everybody. You know, the local radio host here uh, is actually, you know, we, you get to know everybody. And, and he sure. had had us on, had myself, my assistant, uh, one of the board members. We just pumped it out. That we didn't even really have to. It just caught on like wire, wa- uh, wildfire. The, um, the, you know, and we just chatted about it. And the, the one thing we, we really actually had to stress, which was surprising, <laughs> uh was there was no strings attached you know a lot of places will say hey yeah you juniors play for free but you're you know the parents have to pay or this or that or whatnot and we actually allow uh, juniors to play that aren't a part of the community for free as well with a paying adult but there is zero strings attached for the kids in the community their parents don't have to be members they don't have to be affiliated with the club 
they can literally just drop off and pick up. Um, we, we do get them to sign, obviously, waiver forms and that kind of stuff. And so we yeah. do get introduced and emergency contacts and everything like that, especially for the younger ones. The younger ones are able, to, under 12, are able to practice and everything on their own. Uh, the, uh, they have to be accompanied by an adult until they're 13, so on the course, just until they, they know the, the proper etiquette and everything that we're teaching them in the clinics. So in saying that there's no strings attached, the parents don't have to golf with the juniors. They can come out for free. But as a result of the initiative, did you then get parents saying, you know what? I mean, this is a sport I don't play a lot of, but if I can go to the club and and play a sport with my son or daughter and they don't even have to pay. I mean, I would imagine you got some more business from that perspective. Yeah. And that was a total shock because that was an oversight. I didn't, that wasn't even in my my thoughts when I presented this, but we, I was, I couldn't believe, and I mean, of course the board and the financials showed, you know, the adult memberships completely crushed that, that minor revenue line of, of the juniors that we, you know, erased essentially. Right. So, um, was that in the plans? Absolutely not. It was an absolute shock, but it was just a absolute pleasant surprise. And that, that really helped to change the culture um, of the club, you know, being that family oriented that, you know, and I can't stress enough that everybody is welcome here, you know? Um, and yeah, it's been, it's just been a a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. Um, did you catch any flack from other sport organizers, whether it was T-ball or soccer or lacrosse or anything that said, um, Dean, you're giving away your sport for free here. You're taking away my numbers. Like, what are you doing to us? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I we did give some thought into that for sure. We didn't want to uh number one our goal was not to compete with the parents' dollars for those sports. Uh we do have, you know, an incredible soccer program here in town and and baseball is up and coming as uh, for the kids. What we did is basically we stayed away from the nights that uh that those those sports happened in town. So we didn't have to we didn't the first year and we kind of learned our lesson for numbers and for the clinics and that kind of thing. So what we did for our clinics is we actually moved them to Sundays, which, you know, actually worked out a lot better. The numbers increased uh, because, you know, who doesn't want to go hang out at the golf course on a lazy Sunday afternoon? Pretty awesome spot to be, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. You, when, you, when you first started the program and like you said, the numbers were gangbusters, unexpectedly so. You had hundred plus juniors showing up to the golf course. How many of those juniors, and I, I know you probably don't have an exact number, but how many of those juniors were completely new to golf and had never really thought about playing the game before? Yeah. I mean, we've always run a junior camp here. We've charged for it in the past. It's just kind of status quo when I got here in 2015 and we just kind of hit the repeat button for the first couple of years after. Um, so a lot of the kids were kind of, some of the kids were introduced to it for sure. But on a percentage-wise, if I have to look back in 2017, I'm going to go with probably at least 50-50 uh, mm-hmm. with, you know, just even have held a club to not held a club, you know. I'm going to go 50-50. What kind of change overall in the atmosphere of the club? You mentioned how it's become more of a family club, um, how those in the community who might have incorrectly looked at golf as a bit of a hoity-toity sport for the elite now see it as a place for all, but just the general atmosphere of the club in 2017 compared to your first few years when there was virtually no kids at all. What's it like now compared to then? 
Well, it's pretty incredible. Like we've we've actually doubled our uh, intermediate and adult memberships um, since I've been here. So when I arrived here, it was a pretty quiet membership. Um, we we have a uh, it's a blue collar town uh, here in Revelstoke. We've got a lot of CP CP. Uh, Canadian Pacific Railway is uh, one of the biggest employers, as well as we have Downey Mill. Um, they are our biggest, and I think they have about three or 400 people working for them. So we went from 141 members in 2016, you know, that's our paid membership, to uh, last year we had 280, uh, hopefully hit 300 this year. And that doesn't include the juniors. So we're up and over 400 with the juniors. So, uh, you know, to say that culture has changed, I would say that's kind of your proof right there. You know, more people joined, uh, the people that didn't think that they wanted to be a part of the the golf course or the club. We try and stay away from the club name too. We're kind of direct, kind of going towards the course. I mean, I grew up at a country club for sure. I get that, but I think golf is evolving and you have a time and a place to, you know, use that word course and club. So yeah, the, uh, the, the, the culture at the club has completely changed for sure. I want to go back to something you said earlier about how the free golf extends to um, juniors beyond the community of Revelstoke. So just to be clear, I could be out there driving through Revelstoke with my two kids, stop in, get a tea time if I'm lucky enough to get a tea time in this era of COVID when they they don't really exist, especially on short notice, but I could go out there myself and my two kids would be able to play for free as long as I paid my green fee. Correct. Wow. That is awesome. No, no, there's nothing else to say. You're that is that's yep. You're correct. That's awesome. And um, maybe just one last question for you. I know that this sort of thing, it can't be done everywhere. Um, I think you have the good fortune of being in a smaller town Um, where you can run your camps and your leagues around other sports, as you said. But, you know, for somebody out there, a golf course operator that might be interested in experimenting with this, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, Yeah, get ready to be busy for sure. I mean, when you take that price tag off and you take those restrictions away, um, it's, it's, it's truly exciting. But you have to have the right people that want to do it. Um, if you just want to do it for exposure, uh, it will fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my advice. You, you really have to be passionate about it and, and want it to happen. The, um, you're right. It is a, we are a unique place where we can offer that. And a lot of golf courses, uh, in bigger centers, you know, um, would have troubles because I mean, tea time inventory is, you know, especially with COVID right now. So we're talking about, you know, it's almost two different stories, you know, when it started to what it is now and and we're going to continue this year because, you know, we did it last year and it it worked out great. We're just coming to the, the year now where our kids are starting to, you know, we're starting to talk to other courses about interclubs and, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's pretty exciting because the age range was quite, you know, younger when, when we started this program in 20, 2017, but for other clubs, um, yeah, like if, if you're struggling with your, your community, uh, you know, relations, if you're, you know, if you're not seeing the kids play and you have room, do it. Yeah. 
and you're going to see some ancillary benefits to you uh, as well. Like you mentioned just a bit, the parents coming out and just the culture of the, of the golf course changing. Absolutely. And then they go into the restaurant and have a snack or, you know, have a basket of fries and, you know, the parent has a pint or, you know, the, and again, those weren't the goals of this by any means, but yeah, we'll definitely, you know, like I said, ride the wave for sure. Have you got some juniors that have shown up uh, in 2017 that have really taken to the game too and are, and are playing at a decent level and you get to coach them and just see their progress? I imagine that must be pretty pretty rewarding for you as well. Absolutely. We have, you know, we probably have, I'm going to say, you know, a good handful of kids now that that have that scholarship potential if they want it. Uh, they're still a little young, but uh, we're working with them and we're working with the parents as well. So um, they're not quite there yet, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, the potential is there for sure. Absolutely. With uh, you know, and we just want to continue to grow that. And I would, and I would say that even if they don't become scholarship players and they go and play competitively, what you've been, done is introduce them to an industry where they might want to a work in eventually, which would be great, you know, for the PGA or, or more importantly, just become a golfer for life. Whereas without this initiative, maybe they don't ever pick up the game. Absolutely. And, and just the social, social and life skills that uh, we hope to, you know, teach them just being a part of the, the course and the, and, you know, I'll go back to the word club and, because you do want to feel that sense, um, you know, we will, you know, ingrain, you know, those, those skills into these kids and just naturally, we don't, uh, we don't drive it. Obviously if they don't want to be here, we, you know, we, we let the parents know and we let them, you know, know that maybe that's not, but, you know, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't had to cross that bridge and, and uh, you know, but uh, I, I was just so fortunate to have such an awesome junior program myself growing up. Mm-hmm. I just feel that I, it's pretty cool to be able to give this back is, is kind of, uh, you know, where it kind of stemmed from, you know? Excellent. Yeah. Well, sir, um, congratulations on what you've achieved at Revelstoke and for taking that leap of faith and, and presenting that to your board and <laughs> for yeah. not being dismissed <laughs> on the spot and, and for having so much success at Revelstoke. Well, Jason, I have to thank you, uh, you know, thanks a million for having me on because, you know, the more I can talk about this, the more excited I get. Um, uh, it's just, you know, it, like we didn't look for the exposure when we first did it. It just kind of happened. And then, you know, to be a few years down the road and, you know, we were recognized, uh, you know, with a bursary from the BC, P, the PGA of BC for our work in the community because of this program, which was very special. Uh, that was in 2019. Um, pretty exciting. So it's, it, yeah, the more I can, the more I can talk about it, the, uh, the more excited, like I said, the more excited I get. So thank you so much for having me on.